0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast. We are live at the Dragonfly Max Podcast Lounge. I've got my friend Russell Sadbury here doing the live streaming. I've got Clint over there uh, doing lots of stuff. I've got lots of stuff going on. So this is the first show, and we're going to start it off with big time Tim Neal. So so this is going to be sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash one hundred. So the number's one zero zero K Side job. Because Tim was telling me he was working at a secondary school and uh, doing this side job and he was making somewhere between like one up to, up to 170 doing these two jobs combined. So he's got roughly a hundred thousand dollar side job. And as athletic trainers, we complain a lot of talk a lot about, uh, the money, the income, you know, we don't do it for the money and it's always about the money, right? If I don't, if I'm not making money at a job, I'm going to find something different. So Tim is going to just talk to us about how and when and why and where and, and how you could do something similar. Uh, just his story and some of the struggles that he's, he's had to do and some of the sleepless nights that he's had. So, Tim Neal, welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast.
1: Ah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. All
0: right. So let's start off with your story. Let's start. Um, where are you from? Where, Like, uh, say, high school, where was your first exposure to athletic training? Where did you go to college? And then where did you get your first job? So where are you from?
1: So I am from Greenville, Texas a uh, small town outside of dallas is probably you know 45 minutes northeast um went to college at texas a m commerce uh, was taught there by dustin thrift and sarah mitchell and those guys so had a had a bunch of good oh i'll use the mic more <laughs> but i had a bunch of good mentors and uh you know got my masters over there and you know didn't have any exposure to athletic training as far as, you know, in the high school setting or anything like that. We, I was at a small school, so, uh, you know, there was no athletic trainer on staff. You know, there was it was back in the day when, you know, we weren't as prominent, I guess you could say. So, my first exposure was in college, and, you know, that was at A&M Commerce, and, you know, enjoyed it since.
0: All right, so your first exposure to athletic training was in college. So, Correct. Uh, a lot of people tell their story, like, you know, I got hurt in college um, and then, then went and saw the athletic trainer or they say, you know, I was, I I didn't get into physical therapy school. And so I made up, so how did you get exposed to athletic training?
1: Well, uh, you know, my, my senior year, I was playing football and ended up, you know, having a tip fib fracture and we actually had an athletic trainer who came and covered, uh, our game. And, you know, after that, I was like, oh man, you know, I kind of want to have that exposure you know, being on the sidelines and hanging out with the athletes and whatnot. And, you know, that's, that was my ticket. And so I was like, you know, before I got in college, like, this is what I want to do. I want to do sports medicine and had no clue what it entailed as far as, you know, the hours and the workload and all that good stuff. But, you know, long-term, it turned out to be a good thing.
0: All right. So then take us to your first job.
1: So first job, I worked at a physical therapy clinic. Um, You know, it was kind of doing contract services for some of the bigger high schools who didn't have you know probably the manpower that they should or should have and uh, you know we were just helping them out and we started reaching out to you know their smaller schools and then went on and did some club and rec stuff and then uh, even got into some of the bigger you know volleyball tournaments and whatnot so you know, I, I had a kind of a big hand in putting that together and so found out that, hey, I had kind of a niche for, you know, how to grow a program, you know, and once I figured out, hey, this is what we need to do and how to how do you make it cost effective, everything came on. And so, uh, you know, I, I proposed, you know, kind of a, a format of what I wanted to do that, and that's kind of what my business is now. Um, you know, we do fitness, we do sports medicine, and so I kind of put a little bit of a plan together for my, my bosses there at the clinic, and they saw me as competition, <laughs> and, you know, gave me the boot. So, uh, you know, it, it was, it, it was kind of tough, and, you know, but I, I found out that I was good at something, and, you know, as soon as I left, I, all the contacts that I had and, uh, you know, doing that, I, you know, they ended up signing with my business. And so we went from there and, you know, in my area where I live, uh, you know, I ended up just, you know, reaching out. And that's all you can do. I mean, if you're just going to stay at home and not do anything, you know, you're not going to make any money. And so I reached out to high schools and, you know, my first year in business, uh, we started uh, probably, I probably had two high schools. You know, one was contracting for, you know, the entire school year and the other one was just, you know, working football season. And so one was actually middle school contract, and the other one was just, you know, high school football. And so I started out with that, and, uh, you know, I still had some of the other things that from my previous job as well. And, I mean, my first year, we turned over 50 grand. And I was like, well, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, uh, I, I had the vision that, you know, I wanted to grow a, uh, you know, into a gym. And with the gym part of it, I wanted to – you know, implement the performance, the rehab, uh, all that other good stuff that comes under our scope, you know? And uh, (laughs) I've been having problems with this mic, man. And, you know, I just felt like, you know, if you can get everything under one roof in one location and with the, the area that we have as far as all the schools that, you know, they're small schools that have a need. And so we feel that need. And, you know, If we can put something together to where they can all get everything they need and being able to reach out to the community as well, I mean, it's it's flawless. And so, and that's where we're at in the stage is, you know, putting a gym together and trying to, you know, be able to do that.
0: All right, so we went from you working contract uh, for a hospital to putting together a plan to getting a boot. So where, like, did you go straight from – I put together this plan. They fire me, and now I'm now I'm doing this. Or where did the secondary school job come in?
1: So my the secondary. So after my first year, uh, you know, I kind of was like, all right, well, you know, we need to put more money together. And so I took a high school gig at Roy City High School, um, and was there for about two years. And you know, I was doing full time there, and was doing, uh, you know, the business on the side. You know, we had some contractor athletic trainers as well. And they were kind of helping me you know grow this thing and uh, you know we're just just to a point where <laughs> it uh, you know it, it makes you feel good because you know you know putting everything together and watch it all kind of come into itself you know it's been a blessing and so um, you know finally uh, you know I left Caddo after in probably I think 2017 or, or no I left Roy City. In 2017 with you know we had a bunch of contracts that were potentially going to grow and you know a lot of that didn't come to fruition so i took a year off from it you know just did the business and then ended up taking another high school gig at a a high school again at uh, cattle mills so did one year there and uh, with everything that we got going on again and wanting to be able to get the gym and stuff going here, probably within the next six months or so, um, I went ahead and resigned from that position. And you know, we're we're gonna put a put a location on it and grow that bad boy out.
0: All right. So then, let's talk about the, the whole process of going from uh, working contract to becoming your own boss. How how did you decide? Hey, I'm gonna start my own business.
1: Oh, man, that's a good question. So, uh, growing up, my dad, of all people, he uh, he had a surveying business. You know, so he you know he worked under a bunch of people, and you know uh, he he found out, hey, I'm pretty good at what I do, and so I'm going to do my own thing. And so as I was growing up, you know, he started his own little surveying business, and you know we went from being rather poor to you know hey we had some nicer things in life, and you know I've always had that in my mind like you know if my dad can be good at what he does you know I know I've got the potential and so you know watching him over the years and you know he's retired now and uh you know just watching what he did you know that really instilled in me like you know I've got it so I think that's what got me going is you know knowing you know somewhere in me there's a drive and you know we can get this done.
0: All right, so talk about some of the struggles um, in, in that first year that you had and then in, and in, in the transition. And we mentioned about, you know, like the hospital coming in and kind of <laughs> undercutting you. So just some of the first-year struggles of starting a business and then also some of the, the struggles that you're still dealing
1: with. Uh, so, you know, in the beginning, uh, you know, really, you know, we were kind of new to the market. And it was just you know me getting out there showing face you know get you know getting to know everybody you know in the area that I was in you know I already kind of knew everybody in that market uh, you know and as as time went on uh, there was a athletic trainer hired at a, a hospital there in Rockwall uh, and he was kind of going around doing the same thing and basically offering up you know free services for these for these hospitals and you know i know technically it's not free because they're still paying for it somehow but in a way you know they're kind of slinging hey we've got big money let's let's do this over here and so i was in a competition with you know hospitals wanting to come in and just say hey we're gonna do all this uh you know a lot of them can't hold up to it because a either their reach is too big or you know who they have working for them just doesn't they don't provide a service that we provide or it's as good and so and that's I think that's probably where you know we kind of have a stranglehold on what we have is that you know as far as our service of what we do I mean I feel like we're second to none you know and that's why I feel like you know we're gonna do good things and you know uh, you know Presby and Rockwall you know they hired their person didn't work out so what they ended up doing was hey Tim (laughs) will you mind doing our contracting services for the hospital? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd love to, you know, and, uh, they found out, you know, you can't beat them, join them. So we ended up joining together and, you know, got a good deal going on there. Um, the Baylor and Rowlett, another hospital tried to do the same thing. Uh, they ended up signing a contract with us as well. And they wanted us to kind of do their outreach with them. They're, they're, they're kind of a weird situation because they were Lake Point at one point, and then Baylor came in and kind of bought them all out. So they're kind of moving in towards uh, the BIR, so Baylor Institute of Rehab. And, you know, that's fine and dandy. Uh, and then we also have another hospital there, uh, Hunt Regional, who kind of came in and they talked to me about wanting to start a sports medicine program and me being the nice person that I am, I was like, hey, uh, you know, let's meet up, and let's talk about what, you know, how we can do this. Well, I kind of gave them an idea of, you know, hey, this is kind of how I do things. And next thing you know, they kicked me out and said, we're going to hire somebody full time over here and we're going to do our own thing. And so it was kind of a little bit of a backstab to me, but that's okay. I mean, we, we, we managed to, to get through all that hard stuff and, you know, hold on to what we have, you know, I mean, if you, if you provide a, a good service and you have a good product, I mean, anybody who's running around slinging big dollar bills at anybody, if you got a good thing going, usually they'll hold on to you, you know. And great, I'm, I'm very grateful on the, you know, the contracts that we have, the people that we serve, and, you know, have faith in kind of what we do.
0: Now, I listened to a podcast called Smart Passive Income from from Pat Flynn. And one of the things he talks about is if you're chasing the money, you're almost always going to fail. But if you're looking to serve others, then then that's when you're really going to grow because because you're not looking for whatever can make you the money the fastest. You're looking at for what's going to be best in the long run. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. You're, you're willing to make take that meeting. you know. And it's kind of like with this podcast. Like I'm willing to have other people over here on the podcast because I think it's going to help our profession grow. And it helps uh, other people know about the sports medicine broadcast or podcasting and athletic training. So, talk to me a little bit more about um, some some times where you thought, "All right, I'm I'm done with this side side business. I let's, let's just cash it in and finish my career in secondary."
1: Uh, man, I'm stubborn. So I don't. There was not a point where I was like, "You know what? I this ain't for me." You know. I I found my niche as far as, you know, being in the community, providing our services and, you know, being good at something. And, you know, being able to afford the living that we have, uh, you know, I just – there's just never been a part of me where I was like, you know what, I'm going to cash out, you know, because, I mean, I care about our community and, you know, having all these hospitals and them just doing whatever they do. I mean, I don't know, but – I just, man, I there's just, there's just no quit. You know, I might joke around like well, my instructor back here. She, I'm always like, hey, I'm I'm. This is me going through grad school or not grad school through undergrad. I'm like, man, I quit, I quit, but i I never will. And you know, I, we've got a good thing, and you know, it's just I, I would like to see this thing just blow, just blow people's minds, and you know, being able to help the athletic training profession itself, you know grow you know and that's what we're all here for i mean you see this thing i mean this thing's packed and uh you know and, and i want to see people want to be able to join our profession and know hey you know these guys might be offering us forty, fifty thousand dollars to work a year but you can go outside that market you know you don't have to you don't have to work at a school you don't know? you know you can do your own thing you just got to get out there and you know know people you know got to show your face you got to you got to want to you got to want to be better than having your one-year job working 60, 70 hours, you know? So that's just kind of my, my thought. I don't know if that answers your question. It got me on a rant, but, uh, you know. All right, I so think-
0: one of the things I, I enjoy doing is, is telling people things. So you said you got your instructor here watching. Why don't you just <laughs> go ahead and mention by name and then just mention just a little bit about how she's impacted your life.
1: So I, I know you all can't see her, but, you know, this is that, that's Sarah Mitchell. So she was one of my uh, clinical instructors there at uh, Texas AM and Commerce, and you know, doing my I ended up doing three years over there. Uh, so I did Juco, did two years at Juco, and then I did three years at A&M Commerce. And so her and uh, Bob Conlin were my two instructors over there. And I I, w- I would say you know if it weren't for them, and if it weren't for you know Warren Young and Dustin Thrift. I mean, those guys, they've all had – and I don't ever tell them this, but here's my opportunity to do it now, is, you know, they've, they've pretty much changed my outlook, you know. Going into athletic training, I was just like, golly, man, I, I just don't know if this is for me, you know. When am I going to have time to do whatever I need to do after watching these guys, you know, working, you know, 60, 70 hours, you know. And I'm just like, you know, for to have them – through my, my path is uh, nothing short of a blessing, you know, and I, I, I will always be grateful, and I, I feel like I still show that. and I, I, Don't let me forget, uh, there's Greg Holsey as well. He was a, he's a physical therapist and an athletic trainer, has a couple clinics there in Greenville and in Commerce, and uh, he, he actually funded a spot for me to be a graduate assistant there at a and Commerce Uh, while I was doing my master's. So all those people, you know, had a great influence on me and, you know, kind of put me in a seat where I'm at now, you know. And it's awesome. (laughs)
0: All right, so then let's go back to um, somebody who's listening to your story saying, okay, I'm willing to start. I'm willing to... Uh, start that side hustle so that I can, you know, double my income or whatever it is. What are some of the things that you think that they really need to work through, think through process now that you're this many years removed from, from the startup?
1: Uh, You know, my biggest thing is that, you know, in any business that you do, I mean, there, it's going to be tough, especially those first few years. Um, But you, you have to know, Hey, you have to have a good product. I mean, if, you're, if, if you don't have a good product and you don't have the ambition to, you know, want to do it or, you know, put in the hours, you're automatically going to fail, you know. And failing's not hard. I mean, you can do it, and it's not bad to do it. But, you know, you have to have a commitment for yourself that, you know, you want to make a change. You know, if, if you want to be able to work at a high school and do a side business and, you know, grow that into something – then, I mean, you just got to do the work. And that was my biggest thing is, you know, I I like to work. and I, I really hate saying that, but, I mean, I have a life as well. And, you know, in those first few years, I probably didn't have much time with my family and friends and whatnot. But in the end, I mean, it's, it's grown into something great. And so I have that time, you know. And, you know, granted, I did have some secondary school work in there uh, in the mix, but – uh, you know, it's hard to replace time because you don't get it again. You know, and so uh, if you're willing to put, especially if you're young, and all you young folks out there, you know, if you're really wanting to do something, you know, you need to put in the time, grow it, be good at what you're doing, and run with it, man.
0: Yeah, see, I like that. One of the things I talk about, like on when I did my presentation on social media, start with one, and so that's kind of the same thing. Is if you're if you're focused on doing getting your master's and being a secondary school athletic trainer and being involved in this and being involved in this and trying to start a business you're not going to do hardly any of those well but if you're able to just stick your nose down and and do the secondary school job while you're starting up this business and you focus all of your attention on those two things then you're going to be a lot more successful than trying to chase all these different things. So, you know, you hear a lot of leaders talking about the focus or the intense focus and and just how much you really need to focus on those things that you really want. So write those down, write down your goals. So what are some of the goals that you have for your business moving
1: forward? So our goal now is, you know, having the gym. So I think once we have the location, I mean, we're going to light it on fire, man. And I, I'm excited about it. I, I think, uh, you know, that's, that's been my goal probably since day one. That's something I've envisioned for myself was, you know, having a gym, you know, having a location for, you know, all these kids to come in and do the rehab, you know, being able to work with, you know, some of the, the older population if necessary. You know, it's, I mean, yeah, we're athletic trainers, but I mean you can cater to a whole different population. I mean, if you talk about cash-based business, oh, my gosh. You know, if you're good, shoot, you can make money. And it's not all about the money, but services aren't free either, you know. And so if you're good at what you do and, you know, you you just – there's a lot of potential. And so as far as my main goal, and I I don't want to get into whole goals and stuff, but my main one would have to be, you know, we have a location, you know, and being able to just – take care of that community that where we're at and taking care of all of our kids and, you know, becoming something pretty, something special. And I, I think we're on the right track to be able to do that. And, you know, it, it excites me, you know.
0: So a couple of things there. One, going back to the Pat Flynn, you're, you're looking to serve people, serve that community, which is fantastic. And that's why I think you're going to succeed and grow. You know, you have a lot of passion there, but you also mentioned cash based business and, uh, Todd Sable is going to be talking with Joe Green and they're talking about third party reimbursement and, and also cash based business, uh, you know, cash pay, whatever it is, um, as well. So they're going to be talking about that on the podcast. So, uh, I hope that after finishing this one, you go and you listen to the next one, um, whenever it is, and, and it's talking about from Todd Sable. So check that one out. I think it'll be a really good follow up to what you're talking about here, because because if you want to own a gym and you want to charge people cash, and you know, then it's a great another another option, another avenue for athletic trainers as we kind of continue to grow. So um, Tim, I appreciate you sharing all your wisdom. What other is there any other final thoughts, encouragement or um, cautions that you that you have for somebody who who's gonna chase after your dream?
1: <laughs> so, I, my advice, you know, if this is something you really want to do, you got to put in the work. I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, you you just got to grind it out and watch this thing just grow, you know. Uh, be sure you cover your butt, know your scope, you know, have your standing orders. I mean, you got to know your stuff, you know. Don't get into this thinking, oh, hey, you know, this is going to be easy because it's not – and it never will be you know uh this is definitely not for the faint of heart and you know if it's something that you know some of these athletic trainers around here want to do i mean i i would love to be able to talk to them and one of my mentors going through uh or gr- me growing my thing was Kathy Deeringer. if if i don't know if you know her but yeah a lot of people do uh she she had a huge huge part in me trying to develop the business side of things that we have and uh you know i'm that's an awesome person and that's a great person to talk to as far as, you know, wanting to get into your own practice. Uh, but that uh, that would be my two cents, man, is like put in the work and watch it grow. You know,
0: I just 2nd I'm going to ask how people can contact you. So if you'll have that ready, but, um, we are streaming all these live, so we want to get those comments and then it will be a great way for Tim to, to see those and answer those later, but it's also a great way for us to interact. And if we got questions live, uh, do we have any live questions? Comments? No, nothing. Okay, Russell says, I, I didn't teach him how to see those yet, um, so that's my fault. But so anytime we have a live one, I love to see the comments and, and it gives a great opportunity for you to ask your questions of the guest and get your questions answered specifically. Um, and if you want to contact me, you just go to sportsmedicinebroadcast.com. It'll have the about or any way to contact me there. So, Tim, somebody wants to get a hold of you. How are they going
1: to do that? What? Huh? what did you say?
0: Somebody wants to get a hold of you. How are they going to do that?
1: Oh, uh, you can get a hold of me. It's uh, tim.neil at uh, kineticsfsm.com. Uh, kinetics is K I N E T I X. And then fsm.com. So. Got any questions, uh, you know, I'd be more than happy to help you out or, you know, just need some kind of inspiration. I mean, I'm here for you. So don't be scared to reach out. And can I just shout out to my girlfriend, Laura. I hope you're listening. And uh, thanks for everything that you do for me. Yeah, I said she,
0: she's going to catch her by the pool later, Suntan, while he's doing <laughs> yeah. all this work in Vegas. So, um, physicaltherapy.com is our sponsor for this show. It's again physicaltherapy.com. You can use the code one free course so you can test it out, get that one free course in, and then go from there. And then again, this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash 100k side job. So, 100 is a number, K as in the letter, and then side job. So, 100k side job. And that's where I'll have contact and some other stuff from Tim Neal and hopefully the Facebook live post. So, again, if you want to do this, Uh, reach out to Tim and then just ask him your questions specifically, or, you know, reach out to me and then I'll get Tim back on and we'll, we'll interview him again uh, with all of your questions. So again, for Jeremy Jackson, sports medicine broadcast live at the Dragonfly max podcast lounge during NATA 2019 in Las Vegas. I appreciate all the help from Russell and my beautiful wife is here as well. Standing here, just trying not to make me laugh. Uh, So that is a wrap.